0: Oh, I hope you have. And I say it everywhere I go shame on you if you haven't talked to the Lord today. I would like for the ushers to help me out uh, here. And uh, if I can have all four of you back. And, uh, okay, okay. Uh, I want you to, they're going to hand you an index card here in a moment. And I want you, I want to take about seven to ten minutes, and I want you to fill out that card by putting down names that you know, preferably around here, okay, around your church here in Memphis, okay, and uh, I, as many lost people that you can name, name, I want you to put it on the front and back of that card. And um, and then we'll, we'll explain why I want you to do that. And then, guys, after you pass out the cards, in a few moments, I want you to take them up in about 10, 10 minutes. And then I want you to count them. I want you to count all the names and give me a total. Don't, don't, don't blare it out or anything. I want you to write the total number on, on one of those cards, and bring me all the cards, but put the number on on top and um, and then i 'm going to use those cards tonight to show you to show you that you have a lot of prospects right here in your midst all right so i'm going i 'm going just quieten down and uh, i 'll I'll look over my my sermon while you are uh, filling out those cards, okay? As many names as you can put down, um, uh, put them on, on the cards for us, okay? Thank you. I would like to have everyone uh, uh, helping in this tonight, even the children, if you would love to. Amen. God loves children, too. And uh, he saves a lot of children, teenagers. So just write down as many, husband and wives, just write down as many as you can. And if we if I can ask maybe one of the ushers if you could get me a trash can and, and just bring it up and maybe put put down here down here somewhere on the floor. as many as you can about five more minutes just write down as many as you can as you can, family members, friends. Got about two more minutes. All of this will come together at the end of the service tonight see you'll see what, what why brother Beckham is doing this taking time to do this tonight all right one more right it one more minute try to and if you um, what will help the the uh, Ushers, if you could, um, in this last minute, maybe add up the names on your card and put a total, uh, if, you, if you can, that would be helpful, because we're going to wait on the ushers to, to count these names also. If you can pick them up for me and add them up, and again, just once you add them all up, put the total number on, on the top and bring me the whole stack, okay. I'm going to be bringing a message to you in a few moments on the subject of intercessory prayer for the lost people of the world. And we touched on it last night a little bit, and uh, you know, Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer, be known as the house of prayer. And one of the most important people that we can pray for is those that are on their way to hell. And the Greek word, the Greek word for intercession gives us the idea to fall in with a person, to draw near to that person. And so as we think about that tonight, we are standing in the gap between the lost people and hell. And um, we are going to learn some things About our duty to pray for those people Amen Not just go and hand them a track But have a heart broken for their souls Amen And we're going to bring that message to you in a little while Abraham, Abraham uh, He prayed for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah And Moses prayed for Israel And let me ask you when was the last time you prayed for a family member or for a friend or for someone you have never even met? You just know them. They're just kind of acquaintance to you. Uh, how many times have you, in the, in, in the last 24 hours, have you prayed for someone like that? Oh, my. Oh, my. I asked, I asked a Bible college this question Why do you teach the people, your students, to go soul winning? Do you do it to have big days and to to build empires? Or do you go soul winning to keep people out of a burning hell? Amen. And uh, we need to go soul winning because we don't want anyone to go to a burning hell. Where the worm dieth not where the soul of mankind burns forever and ever and ever and ever. The reason I do this is because many times the pastor will say, Brother Beckham, we have ran out of prospects. We just, we just don't have anybody else to, to talk to. And um, I was telling pastor, I was in a little church, running about uh, 80 people some years ago. And the pastor was discouraged. The church was discouraged. And, uh, and so God laid this upon my heart that night. And we took up over 2,000 names with 80 people. And uh, so don't let your number discourage you at all when I give your number Because every church is different. Every area is different. But take your number as when I give it to you tonight. Take this number and and do something with it. Amen? Uh, Take this number, these names, these souls, and begin to pray. And and, uh, at the end of the service, I'm going to tell you exactly how you're to pray for these people. All right? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's ask God to bless now this service and this dear message that he has laid upon my heart. It's burning within me. Amen. I can't wait to get into it. Father, I do thank you for another wonderful day. Lord, it has been wonderful. And I thank you for it. I thank you for answering prayer like you did for my brother with the gas. And Lord, I I have heard testimonies throughout the day from preachers and lay people, Lord, that I have talked to on the phone. And Lord, my heart is bubbling over because of your kindness and because of your love for your children. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those blessings now, oh, Father, you laid this message upon my heart. I haven't used it in a long time. And Lord, you laid it upon my heart this morning as I was walking through this building and praying and walking on the grounds and, and looking around and riding from the house to here and seeing all the, all the houses and all the people here in, in Memphis area. And, Lord, you died for these people. And, Lord, you have paid the price in full that they might be born again. And now, Lord, give this church the burden. Give this church a vision of of lost people dying and going into a burning hell. God, I pray that if if it was possible... Lord, you just open hell up to us and let us see. But, Lord, I know that's not possible tonight. But, Lord, it is possible that you lay upon our hearts a burden to reach our families and our friends and acquaintances and even people we don't even know. Father, thank you. Use the message, Lord, I... Re- I Resist the devil tonight, Lord, I know he's working, I know he's going to work throughout this message. I re- resist him tonight in the name of Jesus, and Lord, I pray that every member in this auditorium tonight will do the same last night was so free, Lord, I was as free I had the full freedom full just almost like a little bird flying in the sky. But Lord, tonight is a little different. But Lord, I know why it's different. The devil the devil doesn't like what we just done. And Lord, I pray now that you will give me, give me victory in this message. Thank you. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to take your Bibles now. We're going to go through the Bible. Is that okay? Just preach the Bible. I told you yesterday I'm just a Bible preacher. I, I, that's all I know. That's all I've always known for 51 years is the old King James Bible. Amen. And I love it. And, and it's our guidebook. It's our love letter. Amen. And I want to share it with you tonight concerning the subject of the interceding for the lost. Interceding for the lost. Uh, Consider with me this prayer, this high priestly prayer. Look in John 17 and verse 20. We find our Savior praying this wonderful prayer. He said, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Now those words, which shall believe, refers to the lost. It refers to our loved ones. It refers to our friends. It refers to our acquaintances and people we don't even know. Amen. And so when Jesus prayed that prayer, he prayed it with a broken heart. And church, I hope and I pray that the Holy Ghost of God will we'll begin to break our hearts, amen, just like he did Jesus. Look in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 12 now with me. The Bible is very plain. I want you to follow. I'm going to take time and just give you time to get there, okay? Because I want you to, I want you to uh, see it in the Bible, not just hear me say it, but I want you to see it because it's so important. Therefore, Isaiah 53, verse 12, the Bible says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul on the death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bared the sins of many, And notice what it says, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus Christ, our Savior, prayed for the lost. Amen. And listen to Brother Beckham tonight, please. Our Savior stood and is standing in the gap between the lost and hell tonight. He made and is making intercession for them. And let me remind you that intercession is prayer. And we are to do a lot of it. And we are to do it without ceasing. We are to do it everywhere. We are to do it always and not faint. Amen? That's the Bible, folks. It's not an option for you and me. It is a duty, and we are to do it. And our friends, and our family, and our acquaintances... Oh, my, they are depending upon it. They don't even know they are, but they are. And we are to pray on on a continual basis. Every day we are to bring them to the Savior and say, say, oh, my Lord, save my family today. Save them right now. May I ask you a question from my heart as a Christian here, are you or have you ever prayed for the lost? I I am amazed at the people that are in our fundamental, independent, King James only churches that has told me in the last 17 years I have never prayed. For a lost person. Oh my soul. How can that be possible? And and then let me ask you this question. As a Christian. Are you praying for the lost? Are you? Have you today? You say brother Beckham. The answer to your question is no. Oh my friend. Let me tell you something. You Listen to me tonight. You are in sin. You're in open rebellion against God if you're not praying for the lost. Amen? Amen. Jesus prayed, Paul prayed, and we are commanded to pray for Him too in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. Listen to this powerful voice. uh, Verse, He that saith, He that saith, we can say anything, we can say, I have an evangelist friend by the name of David McCracken. Anyone know of this great preacher, David McCracken? Uh, I was preaching a revival with him, and uh, he got up before, before I did that night, and he, he looked at the people, and he said, I want to know, are you a bunch of liars? And I said, what? <laughs> wow. Wow. Whoa, did he just say that? And then he walked back up to the pulpit and he said, did you hear me? I didn't stutter. Are you a bunch of liars? And I thought, wow. Plain, isn't it? Well, he that saith, he abideth in him. He that saith, I am a Christian. I am in the family of God. I have repented of my sins. I have called upon the name of the Lord. I know Him. And then it says, Or also to walk as He walked. So if you're going to claim to be in the family, you're to walk as Jesus walked. And let me tell you something. Jesus was an intercessor. And He still is an intercessor. He sits on the right hand of the Father every day, interceding for you and for me, and he intercedes for the loss. Why? Because he died for the loss, he paid it in he paid the price in full, and folks listen, listen to me, oh my, you want the church full you want to have a great ministry, a ministry that will bring honor and glory to God. Well, take these names and, and pray over them. Take these names with urgency, with a broken heart, with tears in your eyes, and pray. I mean pray as you would if the house that they lived in is on fire. Amen. With urgency. And then number two, I want you to consider with me Paul's admonition in in, in 1 Timothy <clears throat> chapter 2 and verse 1. I read it to you last night, but I want to read it to you again. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says, I exhort, I exhort, or I desire therefore that first of all not second of all, not third of all, not fourth of all, but first of all, supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. The call for intercessions, Brother Williams, is on the behalf of all men. Is that not what the book says? It clearly includes the lost. And we sit in our churches in our comfortable pews, with our padded carpet and our air-conditioned buildings, and we go through emotions while millions of people are dying every day and going to hell. Look in First Timothy chapter two and verse four, the Bible says that who will have all men to be saved? To to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So we have clear biblical authority to pray for the lost. Amen? We have clear authority, biblical authority to pray for the lost. How should we proceed? How should we go about this great work of intercession? Look in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 25 and 26. Now, last night it was as free as a bird. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, the devil doesn't like what we're doing here tonight he we 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 made him mad last night, but buddy, we got him we got him furious tonight and 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 he's he's trying his best it it's It's almost like hand to hand combat up here on this platform right now. And I'm telling you, if you can intercede, you intercede right now. Because I I need your prayers to bring this message. Because I'm telling you, he's fighting. Is he fighting you out there like he's fighting me out? Is he trying to get your mind to daydream on, on something that happened on the job? Uh, is he trying to get you to daydream about something that happened right before you came to church? That's the way he works. That's the way. That's the weapons that he uses to get our minds off of praying for the lost. Oh my, don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Uh, resisting. Uh if you have to. Fall on your knees and pray, yeah, or, or bow your head. Don't let him. Don't let him do it to you. Amen. Yeah. He said, and Paul says here. Look in Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-five and twenty-six. We see these words. Listen, listen. How do we proceed with this intercession? We must first realize. That the lost person is bound by the God of this world. We got to get a hold of that. We got to get that picture in our mind. They are bound. They are bound. Look in, look in our text. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 and 26. We see these words in meekness, instructing. Those that oppose themselves, if God pre-adventured, will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. Now listen to this. And that they may recover themselves. Recover themselves out of what? Out of the snare of the devil, who who are taken captive by him at his will. That's your friends. That's your family. That is these people right here. These these folks right here according to your testimony are are in a snare. They are in the snare of the devil and they are they can't help themselves right now because most of them don't even realize where they're at. And, and so we got the we got to pray and we got to pray with sincerity. We got to pray with urgency. We got to pray with compassion because we we have we have 606 people that you know that is going to go to hell if there's not some intercession made. Amen. I'm talking about people you know. I'm talking about your friends, your family, your fa- your children, your grandchildren right here in my hand. But I have 600 names. Uh, if you if all of these people got saved, you couldn't even put them in this auditorium, amen. I don't think you could put 600 in here, could you? Uh, maybe on top of each other, but that would be a wonderful thing. You say, "Oh, that's not possible." Well, it's not possible then. But if it, if you think it's uh, it's possible, and you have uh, faith in God that He can do what He says He's going to do, let me tell you. Every one of these could be in these pews within weeks, within days, within hours, if we'd just believe it. Amen? So in this passage, in in, in, um, in this passage I've just read to you, they are taken captive by Satan. And as his captives, they are slaves to his will. I don't know what that does to you. That burdens my heart. Amen. The apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, 2, look at it. Wherefore in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And that word worketh means energizes. The unsaved person is energized by the spirit of the devil. They walk according to the course of this world. They walk according to the prince of the power of the air. They are so devoid of spiritual life that they are unaware of their deadness to spiritual things. They are in a mess. 606 of them are in a mess. They are unaware of what they are doing, they are dead. Oh my, look in Luke chapter 11, verse 21 and 22, the Bible says, When a strong man, armed, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him, and overcome him, he taketh from him all his arm." Armor wherein he trusted and divided this spoil. In this passage, Jesus is answering the charge that he cast out demons by Beelzebub and the ruler of demons. And two things are especially noteworthy in Jesus' reply. Look at the first one. Men are described as the property of Satan who stands guard over them lest they should escape. And number two, before he can free the captive, Jesus must first deal with Satan. And disarm him. And we will do well to keep that in mind. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Are you listening, church? Ah, listen to me, my dear brothers and sisters. When we intercede for the lost, we are not forcing that person's will. We are freeing his will from the bondage of Satan. Are you, are you getting a hold of this? I, I know last night I was smiling. I was, I was happy. I, but when I thought about uh, all the people I saw in Memphis today, and I was walking on this property today, but God the Holy Ghost broke my heart and said, Brother Benny, I want you to preach that message at, at Calvary Baptist Church. They need to hear this uh, tonight. I said, but Lord, I, want to, I I really want to preach from Colossians. He said, I want you to preach uh, interceding for the lost. Uh, because there's a lot of friends and family uh, in, in 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 their midst. Six hundred and six of them. And I said, Okay, Lord, I will do so. Not only, but I want you to notice this. Secondly, we must realize that lost people are blinded. Blinded to the Word of God. Blinded. Look in Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3 and 4. Listen to it now. Are you listening? Oh my. Oh my. I hope you are. Listen, second Corinthians 4 verse 3 and 4 states, "But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ" Who is the image of God should shine unto them. Listen, the God of this world, the devil, Satan, and all his little demons uh, in hell, I'm telling you, they got our loved ones blinded. That's right. Come on, they got them blinded. And the only help we can give them is to intercede, That's right. to pray that the grace of God... Will become real to their hearts. Amen? Yes, yes sir. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says, But the natural man, the unregenerate man, the lost man, receiveth not our embrace, our confidence the thing to the spirit of God why for they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned let me ask you tonight let me just calm down a little bit my heart is breaking amen oh let me just calm down for a second and ask you do you even care What is God doing to your heart when you hear the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God? Folks, they are blinded. They are helpless. Are you getting a hold of this? We got to get a hold of this we got to realize the condition of these people, 606 of them, uh, 606 of them. Uh, there's John, and there's Marty, and there's Stephen, uh, 600 of these people. There's Bill, there's, uh, there's Rick, uh, there's April. There's a man. These are your friends. These are your unregenerate friends. These are your lost loved ones. Amen. Do you care? Do you care about these folks? Have you, have you ever prayed for them with a broken heart? Have you, have you shed tears for them? And we'll, we'll go back in two with these names. But there's a third thing I want you to get a hold of tonight. We must realize before any person can be saved, this binding and blinding of the devil must be overcome. I see. There, there must be enlightenment from the Holy Spirit. And as we saw earlier, Jesus had, had to deal with the devil before he could free the captive. And you and I, we don't like to deal with the devil. But I'm still in hand-to-hand combat with him up here. But someone said, Brother Beckham, I sure, I sure wish I could get victory over the devil. Well, you did 2,000 plus years ago. On, on the Mount of Calvary, Jesus gave you victory. I don't have to get big. I have already hey, I've already I, I, I'm, I'm already experiencing victory over the devil. Amen? Oh yes. Oh yes, but I have to claim it, preachers. I have to claim it, church people, and you got to claim it. Claim your victory. Pray for these people. Don't let the devil uh, throw you a curveball. Amen? Yes, sir. Oh, my. Oh, my. When I think about this stuff. Oh, when I think about this stuff. I was was preaching in a church in South Carolina some years ago. And uh, church was hard, stubborn, backslidden. I pulled up a chair. I had, I had names like I have tonight. And I had went through that message. And the same thing that happened there just happened here. God said, sit down and talk to them about their loved one. So I just shut the notebook that night and, and I sat down and I started reading names. I didn't read last names, I read first names. And I started calling off names, and this daddy stood, an old, elderly man. And he said, walked right up to his right to the edge of the, of the fr- end of the pew, and he said, Preacher, don't you dare, sir, throw that name in that trash can. Because what I said was, if you're not going to pray for them, I might as well throw them in the trash can. If you're not going to intercede for them, might as well throw the whole stack in that trash can. And just forget it. Amen. And I I called his daughter's name out. And he pointed his face. And he was serious. I believe he would have grabbed me if I would have thrown that name in that trash can. And I said, well, sir. I was just as stern. I said, well, sir, are you going to pray for your daughter? And he said, yes, sir. And he yanked it out of my hand and went to the altar. I called off another name, uh, Christ. And, and all of a sudden, the same thing happened. The loved one stood and said, Don't you dare. Don't you dare throw my loved one in that trash can. And I said, Well, are you going to pray for him? Are you going to pray for her? And And he broke down and began to weep. And grabbed the card and went to the altar. And before I knew it, almost every card was being pulled out of my hand as I, as I was calling them off. And uh, before I knew it, names was everywhere. Uh, I, I saw cards laying, laying on the altars. And, and people was praying. And so I got where now I just start putting them on the altar... Just put them on the altar. And as I put them on the altar that night, I said, you just do what God tells you to do, but I'm going to just put them on the altar. Because we got, we had over 1,000 names in that church. We got 606 names. These are your loved ones. These are people that you are telling me that that might die and, and go to hell if we don't intercede, but here they are. Here they are. They're on the altar. These are your loved ones. So what are we going to do with these? Are we going to just, or should Brother Beckham do this? Should I just pick them up? Should I do that? Should I just pick them up and throw them in the trash can? I shouldn't do that. You want me to put them back on the altar? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even know them, and I want to pray for them. I don't even... I I have no idea who they are, but I know one thing. I know what they are. They are a living soul. And if they die in a lost state, they're going to go to hell so what are we going to do now? I've done my part. As far as delivering the message, I've done my part. But there's another part of me, I don't know them, but I'm going to have to intercede for them too. So church, you do what you feel led to do. And there's so many there's so many more here that we can put put down here, and you may not be able to find your card, but uh, but there they are, there they are, and uh, just mind you, mind the Lord. You just mind the Lord. You might want to just grab your card. Get along somewhere. Ask the Holy Spirit of God to break your heart for this, for these dear lost people. See folks I usually give an illustration about a burning house If we saw a house of burning, with somebody in it, it wouldn't matter how sick we are. It wouldn't matter if we had time. We would pull over and help whoever was in that fire. So let's pray tonight with that same urgency for the 606 people. If we go after these six hundred and six like we would if that house was on fire across the street, with that same urgency, this auditorium could be filled up within within hours actually. But we don't want to just fill up an auditorium. We want to reach the souls of these people. We want to see them get gloriously saved. We want to see them get baptized. We want to see them come and join the church. Get in and grow in the grace of God. That's what we want. That's what the Great Commission is all about. Amen pray as long as you want to pray pray as long pray and when you get up just leave your card here on the floor please or on the uh, platform or the yeah. altar We're gonna take them all up. We're gonna give them to pastor. Churches does it all different ways. Sometimes they tie them up, put them in a book, gives everybody a book. Sometimes they put them on the wall, the wall around the altars. Sometimes they build a box and put them all in a box and put the box in front of the church. And they pray over that box every service. Man. Pastor Hooker may have may have his own ideas. Pray as long as you need to pray. You may want to make a phone call after the service you may just want to get home where you can get your family everybody agrees we're going to pray and we're going to pray with urgency until our loved ones get saved we're going to pray for our friends with urgency until they get saved Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Blesses my heart to see adults, children, teenagers pray, to hear people weep. Oh, yes. Boy, it just blesses my heart. I was almost done. I thought, wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to do something tonight I haven't been able to do with this, but I going I'm gonna completely get done with it. And the Lord said, No, it's time to give them. It's time time to pray for these dear Think about it. And yes, I I wait on children to get done, too. Amen. Yeah, after reading history and the great five awakenings, oh my! Prayers of young pe- children and young people brought the past some of the greatest revivals this country has ever seen. Amen. So I'll wait. I'll wait until they get done. Is that okay? Amen. We started in North North Georgia one night at 7 o'clock. We had been there a couple weeks and having a great revival. And a little girl went to the altar at 7 o'clock, a little after 7. At 10 o'clock, she was still at the altar praying. At 1 o'clock, she was still praying. And someone, she looked up at me and she did like this. And Brother Allen, I went over and she said, Brother Beckham, they're mad at me, aren't they? I said, who's mad at you? The church, because I do this quite often. I said, nobody's mad at you. But why are you down here praying so long? She said, I'm praying that my daddy would get saved. I put the mic up to her little mouth. And I said, repeat it, baby, just repeat it. And she said, I'm down here praying that my daddy would get saved. I turned to the preacher and I said, Pastor, you might as well cater in breakfast because we're going to be here all night. He said, it's already 1 o'clock, Brother Beckham, and I have already catered in breakfast. We stayed all night. I don't know if the little girl's parents' daddy ever got saved, but it wasn't because she didn't intercede. Amen. Well, what has God done in your heart? 30 seconds to a minute. Over to my right, God done something special in your heart tonight and you would like to share. Don't preach, don't straighten anybody out, but if God's done something, I would love to hear it. I've seen this part of the service at Bailey's Grove Baptist Church under Brother Shook. I've I, I seen it go to two o'clock in the morning And those people had to get up at five to go to work. And I saw them do it for five weeks, standing almost every night, praising God, because God was doing something in their hearts. And I just gave them the opportunity. We don't pump it, if it it doesn't happen, I turn it straight over to the preacher. I don't, I'm not a, I'm just not a pumper. But is there anybody over here? Maybe, maybe this this these cards has done something to your heart, and you would just like to share it. Anybody, over here? Thirty seconds to a minute. Anyone? Okay, sir. Amen. I am so glad. Amen. God's doing something with me too. Amen. Anyone else over here? The Lord spoke into your heart. Okay, center section. The Lord spoke to (coughs) spoke to you. And you would like to share something? Anyone? Okay, sir. Robertson prayed for over 60 years for for an acquaintance to be saved and guess what? He got saved. In his lifetime. And uh, Henry Murray prayed for 65 years for for a person to get saved. Andrew Murray died before the friend got saved, but he got saved. Don't give up. Keep a praying. All right, sister. Amen. Amen. Mm. thank you Hmm. if that doesn't move you you, you're in bad shape to hear a mother I want my baby saved I want my baby to get saved Hmm. boy I'll be boohooing moving Very touching. Anybody else in the center? Okay, sir, in the back. These are people that you know. This is not cold turkey, soul winning. You already know. Go after them. Amen. Yes. Anyone over here? Okay, son, I'm sorry. He say, yes, I I believe in God. I believe that He's almighty.